0: Welcome to the False Neutral Podcast. This is episode 97 for February, or January. F- <laughs> uh, yes, January. Eric and Garrett are with me as always, but this month we have a special guest, our good friend Bradley Brownell, who many of you know from uh, the former Camden Tubbs, yeah. as well as all of the online authorship that you do around the automotive internet. And Radwood, and Radwood, of course, yes.
1: And I was a guest on this show, uh, like I don't know, four years ago, something
0: like that. Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: yeah. <laughs> Happy to be back. We will, we will get
0: into uh, discussing whatever it is that is on your mind that you'd like to talk about. But first, we need to start as we always do with at least a truncated version of the workshop update. I don't have anything. I ordered the fiberglass seat that I. Talked about last time the re-tightened seat from Airtech streamlining. Yeah, they've already billed my credit card, but it won't be in until like February. That's about all I've done. Uh Eric, have it's you done Michigan, anything?
2: Michigan is December. I have an unheated garage, so the answer is no.
0: <laughs> okay, so so we've got two of,
2: two of them <laughs>
3: out of the way now.
0: Garrett, have you ridden the uh, RZ?
3: Just around the block, but not meaningfully.
0: Last time we talked, you were you were upgrading. Yeah. The-
3: Doing a modification for clearance for the, um, new, uh, throw out bearing on the pressure plate. And so that I got that done. It's, it's back. The motorcycle is back together. Everything works like it should, but I'm a fair weather rider. So I probably won't ride that motorcycle until April or May. Um, I rode it around the block just to know that it works. And yeah, so it's done. So it's out of my hair. And then I finished rebuilding my little Honda Z50 engine, which I posted on my Instagram, but uh, I have not on our Facebook page. But I added a picture in our chat here. So it's funny because I was looking back through my old pictures and discovered that I took this engine apart in December of 2017 and only just... Uh, last week that I finally put the engine together. So, uh, the engine's done. Um, I just got back the frame and wheels and all that good stuff from the sandblaster. So I'll be powder coating all of the bits that get powder coated, uh, here in the next week. And I ordered every last part that I need to complete the motorcycle. So, I got replica graphics and all the warning stickers and new handlebars and grips and new plastics and new tractor grip tires, all of it. So, uh, the engine's done. The, the rest of the stuff's ready to get powder coated. Once that's done, then I can just throw it all together. So.
0: So is this for your kid or is this to resell?
3: Yeah. What is this? No, this is, this is just for my kid. Um, so. My dad found this motorcycle on Craigslist before my, my first son was born. Um, we knew we were pregnant. And so my dad found this little 1994 Honda Z50 project on Craigslist. It, it, it was, it was super rough. I mean, the thing was adult ridden, um, and just absolutely tortured. Uh, but my dad got it just, uh, you know, intending to, uh, restore it so my son could ride it. And he never got the chance to do that. So I'm finishing that restoration now. And it will be for my older son to ride. I'm going to give it to him for his fifth birthday, which is next month. So, and uh it'll be like a near concourse level restoration that I intend for him to absolutely destroy. Very and that's good. okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. But it will, the details, I mean, the the only thing that will differ from like, an actual like brand new off the showroom floor original one. It's like the color of zinc plating on some of the parts that were, you know, originally like the gold zinc, but I just had it all done in silver zinc. But you know, it will be very, very true to a showroom new nineteen ninety four Honda Z fifty. Very so. cool.
0: I- I'm amazed that you haven't wanted to ride your sleeper RZ just to <laughs> yeah.
3: see if all of your what uh, measures uh, up to what you were expecting. I've- I've had them before, and this one, this one's nice, uh, but, you know, I'll write it when the time's right. I just put a picture in our chat, too. I, I rolled it out of my garage so my son could sit on it, and he had a blast doing that, so. Very
2: good.
0: But, yeah, I'll, I'll write okay. it soon. Enough of that. Uh, Brad, what have you been up to?
1: Oh, boy. Um, I'm currently uh, in possession, I suppose, of a uh, long-term loaner. Indian FTR 1200 and uh, unfortunately it's like 35 degrees here right now. So I haven't been riding it much lately, but um, I've put probably 2000 miles on that bike oh, in wow. the last couple months. Yeah. So, <laughs> and what do you think of it? I, I think that it fits my personality really well. Um, it's really torquey. It's really uh super easy to ride which is surprising for a big displacement bike for me personally like I've always gravitated towards small stuff that revs to high heaven but um yeah this one I I found that I like digging out of corners in too high of a gear yeah that's <laughs> addictive
0: that's addictive yeah, it, that's addictive. yeah.
1: <laughs> and uh and yeah I, I mean I took it on a kind of meaningful road trip for me uh basically up the spine of California and then across to like across the central valley and then up into the mountains again and up to Lake Tahoe and uh back to my way home and uh I just kind of fell in love with it on that trip like I I had uh the scout bobber before that and mm-hmm. I I rode it down to uh Indian which is in Orange County they there west coast base of operations is in orange county uh which is for those of you who don't know geography really far from where i live yeah it's like 600 miles give or take and on a um scout bobber that was not entirely fun and i found myself like passing by really good roads on the scout bobber because it was so uncomfortable um but on the ftr i was going out of my way like, long days in the saddle are still not super comfortable, but I can do, you know, 400-mile a day or whatever pretty easily. Um, but I found myself going out of my way to find those good roads on that bike because it was so much more fun yeah, and so much more comfortable.
3: <laughs> How long are you going to get to keep it?
1: Um, They emailed me the other day, and they were like, we don't really need it, so whenever you're done with it just let me know and i was like all right cool
3: yeah cool so
1: uh i think there's a there's an enthusiast rally um it's traditionally cars but uh, i think i'm going to try and uh, take it on that uh in february and then probably get it back
3: yeah yeah
2: is that is that for an ongoing series of stories somewhere
1: um no it'll probably just be for one story okay just a review. I already reviewed it when I rode it uh, flat track back in February of last year. Of is, that what,
2: is that the covered the real short track sort of covered thing that were there were like a ton of people at?
1: Uh yeah, it was it was at the one show in Portland.
2: Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yep.
1: yep. And yeah, I did I did that. It was uh it was pretty fun. But it
2: was like a 10th of a, a mile indoor was, track or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but having it on the road is way more fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: By the way, uh, you should mark your calendar. Perilla Days. The Motobuy Perilla Benelli meet is in Carson City this year.
1: Oh, interesting. Uh,
0: I'll send you information on it, but, uh, okay. It's close to you. There yeah. used to be years, ag- years ago, uh, Lynn and Dorothy Mobley, who are big in the Boltaco community, used to put on a really big European British and European show in Minden. And I used to uh-huh. go down there every year and that went away. So this is kind of the spiritual successor to that. So.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's not very far from me. So that'd be a ton of fun.
0: Talking about the bobber, the Indian Scout bobber, uh, when I was working on suspension for my project bike, uh-huh. I was trying to figure out, talking about rear suspension travel, how much suspension travel do some other bikes have? And I grabbed like I don't know two dozen bikes or something like that. Mm-hmm. Scout bobber, the least suspension travel <laughs> yes. of any of the bikes that I got specs on. A whopping, it's got like an inch, uh, two inches, a two point two point zero okay. inches of rear suspension travel, <laughs> which is so close to a hardtail. Yeah,
3: yeah,
1: it's just ridiculous. Yeah, uh, highway expansion joints are painful. Like seriously painful.
3: <laughs> yeah. And if you're on a big stretch of highway where they're just like in continuous succession, yes. I just couldn't imagine.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I did, um, the day that I picked it up, I rode it straight home and it was 500 miles from door to door. And, uh, and luckily the tank only holds enough for like 80 to 90 miles of riding. Yeah. Cause I had to get off after like 50, <laughs>
0: I had a Boulevard an s 50, and I think it had like, I want to say three and a half. Okay. And I remember I was out riding, and I got off that and got on my wife's spider, which is like, you know, this cushion of air. And I was like, oh my goodness, I didn't realize this road was that rough. You know, it's like, because I got on, and I was like, oh, this is actually comfortable. And it was, it was, that was my days on that bike were numbered after that ride cuz I was like, you know, I could be enjoying a lot more roads, a lot more than I do. So mm-hmm. And what about your other two-wheeler? Your, your my MB? Your, no, no, I was going to say your Burrow or your what, oh, what's the your Scamp. trailer? The Scamp. the Scamp. Yes, yes. Scamp.
1: I guess that does have two wheels. Yeah. <laughs> um he's restoring a
0: how old is uh, it? What,
1: what year? I want to say it's a 79. Uh, scamp, uh, 13 foot trailer. We are currently working on the interior, which is taking way longer than we expected.
2: No, but... a project is taking longer than you expected. <laughs> yeah, no. exactly.
1: No, but, it uh, so. it actually was in, uh, worse shape than I expected when I bought it. And, uh, digging into it, I found a lot of stuff. I had to do a lot of fiberglass repair and painting. And, uh, actually, thanks to Peter, I got some. Some nice LED uh, lights that have passed uh, inspection here in Nevada it is now um, legally registered here to me, oh, nice. which is good. Um, so I did a uh, complete rewire from stem to stern. Um, I installed solar and a roof vent and uh, a refrigerator, 12 volts, and um, a banging stereo system so (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, we're looking forward to getting it out on the road but right now the interior is basically bare because uh we're working on upholstery and uh countertops and you know all that kind of stuff so it's it's been a project but we're getting there slowly but surely
3: does the thing is it going to have a heater on the inside or do you um
1: we'll probably um use warmer climates to yeah. heat it. Okay. But it. But there are uh, portable options that are useful for such a thing. Um, it had a propane system when I bought it, but I didn't trust a 40-year-old yeah. propane system. So I gutted all that, um, got rid of the propane uh, stove, and we're just going to cook outside. Um under a can under the canopy yeah so um yeah i think i mean there are, it's a small space so it doesn't need a ton of heat right um and it's fairly well insulated uh fiberglass doesn't insulate very well but it's better than you would think yeah um
3: one of my friends is restoring a uh Westfalia camper van and uh, put and for heat Uh, he put one of those diesel, the little small diesel powered heaters in his, so it just has like a little diesel fuel tank. So it's basically like Uh a little diesel furnace and they're tiny, they're tiny little things. I don't know if you've seen those, but, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's like too much heat for his West (laughs) fall yet, but it does have a thermostat. So like it'll cycle itself to maintain whatever heat inside your thing. But, um, he loves it. His little diesel heater, so...
1: I've actually seen a couple of these that have been fitted with um, little, little like, very small wood-burning stoves. Oh, really? <laughs> and, um... You know, it's an option. I don't know. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll figure something out, but yeah, for now, I think I'm just going to use one of those Mr. Buddy heater yeah. things that you just, you know...
2: Not like yeah. you're going overlanding in the desert and that thing?
1: <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, it doesn't uh, exactly have... Uh, Suspension travel. Right.
2: Um, nor does your has, tow vehicle.
1: <laughs> right. Well, it would probably overland okay, depending on where you went. It yeah. is lifted <laughs> and with it your, it oh, yours is lifted. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, it's stock. It's lifted from, cause it's based on a regal but it's, yeah. No, active. I know. It's
2: I, I, I put like 1200 miles on one of those things to go get our dog and
1: <sighs> I love
2: it. Lift out. No, I thought it was an amazing vehicle. And, uh, but lifted is not, I would not have put that as a, cause it felt like that thing sat low. <laughs>
0: for those of you who, who don't know, tell people what your Buick is.
1: Yeah. It's a, uh, 18, uh, Regal Tour X wagon. Um, and we got a, a hell of a deal on it. It was the end of the year in 18. It had been on the dealer a lot for 10 months. Yeah. Oh, and, wow. <laughs> and they were looking to get rid of it. I mean, there are still 18s. Available, new. So, now? Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. You can get really, really good deals on them, but, uh, we just got an okay good deal. Um, 6,000 off MSRP and 0% for 72. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, that was good enough that we couldn't pass it up. So, um, my wife got her first new car ever.
3: Yeah. Cool.
1: So, yeah. But, uh, we did have it, uh, equipped to tow the, the little scamp and it, the thing, only weighs a little over a thousand pounds with the batteries and solar and all that um and the the car is technically rated in the u.s to tow a thousand pounds yeah in the uk it's rated to tow 4850 pounds
2: yeah but i think i think we've all seen what uk vehicles tow what kind of you know pull behinds and you're like there's no way (laughs)
1: It, It'll do a, it. They're, they
3: yeah. just limit it to
2: 55 I miles I guess 35 hour. miles an hour or something, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: So, is there any difference between the configuration of the UK one or is it just uh, uh the just US one is
1: more powerful.
3: Okay. The the biggest so,
1: thing but, is
0: is they're afraid people are going to load these things to the gills, yes. towing the maximum and then get it up to 70 75 80 miles an hour right. in the United yes. States. And it's not a question of whether they'll tow it. It's how stable is it at high speed yes. when you've Correct. got we- all this weight back behind the rear axle.
1: Yeah. Right, right. And probably loaded incorrectly with the tongue weights way off or way too heavy. Yeah, it's
0: yeah. it's yeah. twice what the rated amount is, and it's got a negative tongue weight on it. You know, <laughs> right,
1: right. Yeah, yeah. If, you're, if you know what you're doing and you aren't doing 80 miles an hour, you're probably fine at uh, 1,000. 000- you know 80 pounds yeah yeah cool <laughs> so yeah uh that's fun but i really getting back into motorcycles i really got back into uh two wheels this year or well 19 it's 20 now
0: in the past and 12 months
1: In the, yes in the past 12 months and it's been great like i i forgot how much i missed it and i've been i, I mean i probably did ten thousand miles on two wheels this year
3: yeah. Um, the last 12 months so yeah awesome. talk about that live wire that you got to uh, try out yeah
1: yeah that was um that was my first big bike ride uh of for you know journalism purposes last year and it was uh it was a really cool experience um i love the bike i think it's way too expensive but mm-hmm. it's it rides really nice it's powerful enough it's fun to ride it's not too heavy it's like 500 pounds which is a little more than (laughs) than your average street fighter but i mean the torque is unbelievable and the talk talk
0: about digging it out of corners you know (laughs) exactly
1: yeah exactly and there's no you're never in the wrong gear because there's only one gear right Mm -hmm. so you just put the throttle down and, and go for it and it I mean, it leans over pretty well. It's the best lean-over angle of any Harley in the company's history. So,
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: The, I, I have
0: not heard anybody say anything negative about riding the bike. People could criticize yeah. the price price, and the range, yes. but nobody says it's not a great bike to ride.
3: Remind me right. what the range yeah. is on it's it. A,
1: it's just over 100 miles. It's like 105 okay. miles. But if you take it on the highway, it goes down a lot. It's yeah. like 60 miles highway. Okay. Which... Personally, I think is fine for what it you're like, you're not you're it it's not a BMW to you know, go on thousand mile rides. It's it it's what it is. Yeah. It's you know, it's it, not a super comfortable bike, first of all. It's not uncomfortable, but like a hundred miles is, is enough. Yeah. Right. I think does
2: it, does it at least have level two charging? I can't remember. Yeah
0: because i know when it came out it was level 1 and level 3
1: yeah well oh no yeah you're right it it has level 1 and, and dc fast charge that's what it is
2: dc fast charge okay
1: yeah yeah dc fast charge will get it charged in like 20 something minutes though i mean it's pretty quick so to do another 70 miles or whatever yeah yeah i mean my route um around the mountains here is is pretty much a 100 miles on the dot and with half of it being downhill they were like, "Oh yeah, you, your regen would totally make up for that." So you could probably do, if you're regening down a mountain, uh, you could probably do like 150 miles.
3: Yeah. So. And that test that you did with the live wire, that was in Portland, wasn't it? Yes. Did, yeah, you it got right over here. Was that yep. set up through like? Um, do you know who the dealership, or was it through Harley, or was it? Yeah, one it was of, through they... Harley. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yep.
3: Yeah. Cool.
1: Yeah. It was a press um, thing. They invited uh, people from all over the world to yeah. come ride it. I, even with the price being what it is, like I can almost justify that four hundred and fifty dollars a month or whatever. I mean, it's insane, but <laughs> God, it's a fun bike.
0: Yeah, and, and there's so little maintenance required. I mean, that's yeah, that's one of the nice yeah. things about it is you're you're not going to have valve adjustments and oil changes and all that other stuff that comes right. with the with internal combustion.
1: Yeah, you might have to change the gearbox oil once every I don't know, 10,000 miles or something, but Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's super easy to ride and it's pretty fun and I'm actually talking with my wife, I'm not going to get one, but we've been talking about moving houses to be more closer to downtown and I was like, well, if we move to a smaller house, I want to have EV charging because I want to be able to ride an e v bike from home to work every day, I'll probably end up with a zero or something probably a used one
0: are you familiar with the uh genuine city slicker? I am not they sell a an electric it's a chinese made but reputable chinese uh uh-huh. uh and i think it's twenty four ninety five truthfully if i if I lived in a city you know that was a little bit more uh neighborhood friendly uh-huh you know, as you said, if you live close to downtown and you just wanted to do a little bit of running around, I would definitely have one of these if I had a place to store it and charge it because interesting, they're, uh, I want to say like a 60 or 80 mile range and 45, 50 miles an hour. Everything I've heard about from people that rode them are, they're not, you know, obviously not live wire or zero mm-hmm. quality mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. far as performance or build quality, but
1: yeah, but it's 2,500 bucks, like. And
0: and you can pull the battery out, carry it into your home, oh, and charge it up in your cool. living room. So yeah, it's got yeah, a little yeah. door on the side, and you just pull the whole battery pack out. Yeah, uh, I see that. It it's uh, kind of scooter sized tires on it, but it's close to a full size bike.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like a like a, like grom. a little Honda, like Grom. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's
0: like an electric grom,
1: which is like ideal. I mean, for, to me, that's that's for ideal. The city. That's awesome.
0: Right, that would be more ideal than a grom grom.
1: Yeah, yeah, especially with the the battery being able to pull out like that. That's really cool.
0: Yeah, because if you live in an apartment or something, you really can't run an extension cord across the parking right. lot to your bike wherever your right, parking right. spot is. So yeah, and if you're only going to ride it on Saturdays or something like that, you know, it keeps somebody from stealing your vehicle if your battery's yeah. sitting
1: in the house.
2: Have you uh, had any experience with the Zero um, SR or something like the SRF?
1: srf no unfortunately i haven't um somebody else reviewed it for the site and uh i just never got a chance to get over there um i know some people at zero i could ask them i just it's a couple hundred miles away and it would take a weekend of you know just going over there and doing it so i just
2: curious because it's similar in size and weight to what the the harley isn't even in style but it's 10 grand cheaper.
1: Right. So that, that I'm just curious the main, what the
2: difference is, you know,
1: that's the main complaint that people said in the comments. And and the only thing that I would have to say to that is that, um, more people are familiar with Harley. It probably has a higher brand cache and their dealers, their dealer network is, is much larger. Yeah. Um, I, I so, know for
2: I know for a fact when they said they were uh announcing it on the when we were we discussed that when they when they announced that they were actually going to put it into production and now it's a price I said that was way too high, um <laughs> even even understanding what it takes to bring something into production because sure. obviously where I live and industry well Um yeah. but well, still it's I
1: mean it's pretty <laughs> it's pretty common for Harley to price things
2: price things yeah way
1: high so like I
2: the The other side of that too is that, given how well the Harley uh, uh, dealership, you know, experience went for Buell, I don't yeah, see it sure. being it that much different for for the electrics. You know,
1: that was another complaint that people had, in, on in the comments of the article that I wrote was uh, that that Harley stiffed Buell quite a bit, and the dealer buying experience was uh, second to any. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I went into my Harley dealer today to see if they had any live wires. Cause I have a Harley dealer just like a quarter mile from my house.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And, um, I walked in there and yeah. the people just kind of like looked up at me, put their heads back down and kept doing what they were doing. Yeah. Like, never actually acknowledged yeah. me more than that. And they didn't yep. have any live wires. So I didn't spend much time in there, but like they had exactly zero interest in helping me with anything <laughs> Our, dealership.
1: I was just going to say, I, I'm literally uh, walking distance to the, the Harley dealer right now. I'm at the Radwood office um, and right down the road is a Harley dealer. I've been in there one time. I was looking for um, a uh, 12 volt uh, USB charger like outlet. To yeah. add on, right? Add on to a motorcycle, and uh, I walked in, looked at all the accessories. They didn't have anything like that. And walked out without anyone talking to me. Yeah. And the dealer, the dealership is huge. Like it's an indoor car lot for Harley motorcycles. Mm-hmm. It's massive. Yeah. It,
0: I must have like the only decent Harley dealer because I've heard that about Buells, and I've heard that in general. I walk into my Harley dealer now. I have to say. When my wife was shopping for a motorcycle, we walked in, and the first salesman we talked to, she's standing next to me, and he says, well, what does she want? Oh. And I'm like, I don't know. Why don't you ask her? And the (laughs) sales manager was, like, running over to us as quickly as he he had overheard this. He's like, ah, let me help you, Bob. Why don't you go, you know, get a soda or something? But, uh (laughs) Uh, other than that, I have to say, every time I walk in, somebody's very pleasant. And they ask me, you know, are you just looking? Are you interested in something? Are you buying accessories? What are you doing? Can I point you in the right direction? Uh What do you ride now? And I-, I will say, when they had Buells, several times I went in to look at, uh they had one that was like the TT. I forget what. It was one of the later ones. And uh I was like, do you have the TT? And he's like, no, I don't. But uh, I can definitely get you one. But here, look at. Come on over, take a look at the Buells. And, uh, he was like, I really like the Ulysses. If you're looking for an adventure bike and he, he really kind of talked him up. And I think that must have been the only time in Harley history that a salesman was said something positive about Buell from every <laughs> other story that I've ever heard. And yeah. I really should have like videotaped it. I could have made him
2: real news. Clickbait on Jalopnik. Harley Davidson, yeah. helpful a dealer, helpful. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> and welcoming. You know, it,
0: it's. This guy walks into a heartily
2: dealer. You won't believe what happens
1: next. Hey, we don't do that kind of clickbait <laughs> <laughs> anymore. Anymore. <laughs> that was, that was a different era. And that was I,
2: the Ray, Ray word era. The
1: Ray word era. We don't talk about him anymore. <laughs> um, I, I hung in there
0: until he put something out on Twitter that he had arrived at work. <laughs> the day before he had, he had tweeted that he was at the bagel shop. And I was like, yeah. okay. And then when he finally was like, well, I'm at work. And I was like, nah, I'm done. That's that's when I officially <laughs> gave up on following Thanks. him or anybody else there.
1: Uh, I remember early Twitter, and it was all tweets like that. I had cereal yep. for breakfast. Early Facebook was the same way. It was
0: at least innocuous stuff. It wasn't people, yeah. you know, I'm going to rant, and of course you all agree with me, don't you?
2: <laughs> virtue, yeah. virtue signaling, yes.
0: <laughs> so how is it in the motor sports journalism environment today trying to make a living as you're watching the old paradigms crumble around you?
1: It's weird. It's weird. I mean, speaking for myself, I am doing quite well. I, I'm comfortable. I'm paying my mortgage. Everything is going well. I have, you know, seven cars, um, not all of them good. Not all of them running. <laughs> the pickup is the only one that doesn't run right now. Everything else runs.
2: Wait, is that the Toyota that you? Yeah, are, yeah. You still have that?
1: E- yeah, Ish. I mean, I, I haven't looked at it since I moved it into the corner of the yard. But, yeah. It
0: may have just de- decomposed into its component elements at this point.
1: Well, so it was a abandoned car on the side of the road. It was a rust free '78 Toyota pickup, and I said, I can't let this go to the scrapper. So I offered the guy a hundred bucks for it and he took it and I towed it home and it sat in the back corner of my garage by yard ever since. So, Mm. Uh, I shortly thereafter bought a Porsche, which has taken up more of my time. And honestly, if you're going to work in a garage, would you rather work on a 78 Toyota pickup or a 76 Porsche? So that's that's isn't my that, excuse. Isn't
2: that where you call up Freiburg and Finnegan and cause Finnegan loves his mini trucks and say, yeah. hey, you need a roadkill episode? I got free something truck. for you. Yeah, yeah
0: free truck. You know what that needs is I have been dying to put a Honda VTX 1800 V-twin motor in Ooh. something four-wheel.
1: Ooh. That would be pretty good. 99
0: foot pounds of torque and 114 horsepower, and it weighs less than like a B engine out of a MG.
1: That's probably more than the stock. Oh, yeah. Stock I'm sure, it's it is. Stock I'm sure there. it yeah. is.
0: So uh, I just think that would be a, a blast to have this big thumping V twin in some little, little lightweight car.
1: For a while, I wanted to put it on bags and put a Ford 302 in it. And then I was like, eh, it's not worth that time. <laughs> so it's just uh, it's gonna either go to somebody who wants it or you know i just saved it from the scrapper for four years and then never did anything with it and then sent it to the scrapper
3: i have have
0: to say (laughs) i have a friend of mine that always wanted to have a not the scamp the running dodge rampage mini the one that was the charger with the pickup bed right always wanted one but the problem is they're just such a pos well the body's so flimsy that as soon as they rust a yeah. little bit they just turn into a flexi flyer and they shake themselves apart so there's not a lot of morale right and he found one that was again rust free but not running a couple months back i texted him and i said hey did you ever get anything he's like no that, that went to the scrapyard yeah that was <laughs> i finally gave up and just called a guy and can hauled it away and gave me 50 bucks for it and i was happy to be rid of it because i never did anything with it and,
1: You just have to deal with reality and go, yep, that's, I'm never going to get to this.
2: Speaking of, uh, crappy Chrysler K car era cars, uh, if anyone wants to make money on Turo, especially, you know, maybe, (laughs) especially rotating it around maybe the Radwood, uh, circuit, there is a absolutely mint, like 84 Plymouth Reliant wagon on Bring a Trailer right now
3: you know, uh, a Plymouth Sundance, which is probably the same as a Reliant, is to this day has to be the slowest car I've ever (laughs) driven in my life. Like,
2: just any
3: person at regular walking speed would beat this car in a drag race.
2: I own an MG Midget for about a month, I would challenge you on slow.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I had one for a while, and it was really bad. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Thanks, Brad's typing. i um, looking for bring a trailer. Really
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of bring a trailer, I'm pulling this back to motorcycles, oh, yeah, yeah. not not intentionally, but there is this bonanza on CT70s going on, and it is like <laughs> absolutely blowing my mind. On um, bring a trailer, in the past few weeks, there's been like several CT70s that have sold, mm-hmm. ranging anywhere from like a low of fifty six hundred dollars up to like seventy three hundred dollars uh for a CT70s this one that somebody had just like basically like taken a CT70 and just bolted a ton of chinese parts on it and it sold for 6800 dollars which and, i
2: like and this really pisses garrett off cuz he had well, like a historically significant motorcycle that did that sold for like half of that money
3: yeah it's that so it's like super annoying that like uh, a, a CT-70 with a ton of Chinese parts is worth thousands more dollars than, like... A Don Vesco-owned really
2: motorcycle. motorcycle, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, unbelievable. But it makes me glad that I have a couple CT-70s. I don't know, because...
1: The, uh, uh, the CT-70, uh that reminds me of a couple of days ago on Ride Apart, I was reading uh, about this Chopper CT-70 build, and uh, you need to go check that out if you haven't. It's yeah. very entertaining.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I I, uh, I got to tell you, talking about your uh, your Vesco RD, when I was looking through seats on Airtech for the one I eventually bought, they have knockoffs of that.
3: Yeah, that yeah, Cafe Deluxe, or uh, and that was serial number one. Like that was the original. Right. One and I have to so. say that
0: is about the ugliest seat that I've ever seen. It's just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I realize. I mean, it's very period aerodynamically. It it makes sense. I mean, Don Vesco was one of the first to say a really big bustle on the back behind you smooths the air better. That that is an aerodynamic advantage. But there's back, and then there's there's obese. You know, what I mean, yeah it, it's My pretty atrocious. Goodness, they're just like
3: <laughs> yeah. So, Brad, talk a little bit about Radwood, because this is like the coolest thing in the world. And, and, yeah. and so I was lucky enough to go and and I actually met Brad in person for the first time at our local Radwood. But for people that are into like 80s and 90s vehicles, which seemingly is a lot of people because Radwood it, it seems is like kind of exploded in popularity. But do you want to talk about that at all?
1: No, i probably not. Let's move on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, Radwood is, uh, is a great time. I mean, I'm, I'm biased, obviously. I'm, I'm one of the co-founders of the event. Um, but in 2019, we did, I think a dozen events, uh, nationwide and one internationally in the UK. Some of the events got pretty rainy. So they, you know, on the low end, we would have. Two hundred ish cars, yeah, and on the high end we'd have six hundred. So it it kind of depends on the weather. People are afraid to bring their uh, now classics out in the in the rain, I guess. But um, but the hardcore guys, uh, they're the ones that are that we're really doing the show for. That they'll show up whether it's nasty rainy or not. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, when it does rain like we have in Los Angeles, uh, all of the bikes stay home. Yeah. So
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> we we have an award for Radis motorcycle and we had to give it to like a trail 50 in the back of somebody's pickup truck because there was no other bikes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, um,
3: this, uh, this yellow RZ three fifty that I posted a picture of in our, um, Skype chat. This, I was trying to get this motorcycle done for the, um, Portland or the Seattle Radwood, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. that we had, you know, several months ago and yeah. it just didn't work out. Um, and I was bummed because when I got there, I think there was only like one other motorcycle on display, and like it was okay. But like, yeah. I am so supremely confident I could have gotten that best motorcycle award yeah. had I brought my RZ <laughs> there. But Probably, yeah.
1: Next, I, next, I think I remember year. three motorcycles, and yeah, was there? Yeah, there were there were some good ones, but yeah, I think that uh, yours would have been uh, top of the. Top of the pops.
3: Yeah. Are you uh, coming back to Seattle? uh, That is the plan.
1: Yeah, it is um, on our schedule for uh, 2020. Of course, our schedule hasn't been released because it's still kind of uh, up in the air. We have a few things uh, messing about here and there. But um, the next event is Austin, Texas on Leap Day. So if if you're in the area, um, go to that.
3: Yeah. So in 2020, are you um, looking at expanding the number of shows that you do, or what is it looking um, like?
1: It's probably going to be about the same. Yeah. Uh, there's a rumor, and that number would be what? It was a, it was about a dozen, about a dozen. Okay, give or take. Um,
0: is that evenly spaced, one a month, or more in the summer? More in the uh, summer,
1: yeah. Um, but I think we only have two months off uh, usually. January, which we didn't have an event this month, and uh, November are our months off. So, mm-hmm. um, But there is a rumor that we're adding one in uh, Australia this year. So I don't know how true that is. We'll have to see if the it place comes burns about. down or not. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly.
2: Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's a bad thing to say to all our Australian friends. I mean, seriously, <laughs> but.
1: Yeah, it's pretty nasty down there right now. Yeah. I feel for them.
2: Yeah.
0: I didn't realize how bad it was until I saw a uh, a map. Yeah. Yeah. It's everywhere. It's all over. Yeah, yeah. it's like wow. Yeah. yeah.
2: They literally go from flooding to fires. <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. And if you try to get away from it by jumping in the water, you get eaten by sharks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right.
1: Exactly. Crocs, sharks, uh drop bears, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Coming after you. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's gonna be a pretty big year. Um, we'll probably have about the same amount of events, uh, hopefully bigger, and yeah. uh, because you know we've moved some dates around mm-hmm. and we've never really been to the same city twice, mm-hmm. uh, aside from
2: um, L.A.,
1: L.A. and uh, San Francisco. Yeah. Um. So those are pretty standard in our schedule and then we're, we've kind of moved stuff around but this year we're kind of sticking basically to the same formula yeah so having some date equity and having some uh, you know that prior show mm-hmm. hopefully attracting more people to the next show so we're we're you know working on making each show a little bit bigger and better um, so
0: you're basically sticking to the same cities this year that you've done in more the past?
1: more or less yeah we dropped mm-hmm. uh, Las Vegas and we added um, well, a couple of things that we aren't really positive about yet, but yeah, <laughs> some more are, East coast, maybe some Southeast. Um, yeah, a lot of you, driving for me is what I'm taking away. From are, this. Uh, <laughs> are
2: you going to move the Detroit one closer to uh dream cruise? Or are you going to let that sit out on its own away from dream cruise?
1: Uh, it's actually moving to, um, North American international auto show.
2: Oh, cool. Well, that'll be, that'll be really so, good. Yeah, that'll yeah, be, June, it'll June. be
1: hot. Yeah, it'll but. be hot and and muggy, but uh, yeah, it'll be fun in June. So, yeah, hopefully we'll get yeah. some of our um, my journalist friends to come because they'll all already be in Detroit for the for the auto show, and uh, hopefully some people that are in town for that will uh, swing by, mm-hmm. industry folks so, and whatnot. So, what is the business
0: model here? Is 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 this mostly from from the Enrollment, do you have uh, corporate sponsorships?
1: How are you
0: monetizing
1: this? Yes, to all. Um, so, yeah, we, we basically, we, um, rent the facilities, we pay for a DJ, we pay for entertainment and, and other things. Um, we have some decorations and things that go up and we hire, you know, in the past we've hired breakdancers and, uh, vmxers and that kind of stuff to do exhibition stuff um so that's our outgoing and then our incoming is from ticket sales uh which we we have charges for bringing cars or for being a spectator um and then uh corporate sponsorship is some of it and then merchandise sales is some of it so mm-hmm. um yeah
2: i I know in the past you guys are originally when this was spooling up you guys had talked about wanting to be sort of a A different, a a different take on sort of the Goodwood, uh, thing. Yeah. I guess the question is, and I know you had thought about it at one point, but any chance of doing like somewhere that you could do a hill climb or some kind of of more than just display event?
1: Yes. Um, Uh, that's way more involved. Yeah. It's, it's way more involved. The insurance is way more money. Um, so it is still in the cards. We just don't know exactly when. Um, it'll it'll kind of depend on when we can get twenty thousand people to a show. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay, (laughs) you know that that's the kind of thing that you would need to cover that big of a uh, thing.
2: And Goodwood wasn't Goodwood for a lot of years
1: either. No, it's only the
0: last twenty
2: years. Yes, I right.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and the first one was pretty small, so it, it really only gained momentum after they reached that point, but. At this point, it's just you know uh, whether or not we have the uh, the draw and yeah. the dollars to make it happen.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I know. You have so one step at a time, and that's we're, yeah, we're definitely growing.
1: We're definitely yeah. growing, and that is in the future. Uh, it's just a matter of you know taking it, you know that that baby steps to to get to yep. that point. Yeah, so. mm-hmm.
0: I want to ask if somebody wants to own Radwood forever, what bike? do they bring to
1: just be the, boom, this is it? It's
2: Pete, it's not one. It's a collection of three.
1: Okay. I want to hear what you have to say.
0: I'm going to say it starts with RC? No. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say like RC30, RC45.
2: RC51, no. Um, No, but you did put, you or Garrett, just put one of the bikes in there. Yeah. In the the chat. So it would be RS, or it would be RZ or RZV500 rg rg 500 gamma and an ns 400 honda so three two-stroke gp replica motorcycles that were never sold in the united states yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah so my personal i it, i have an irrational love for this bike and personally if this showed up i would give it the trophy like 100 percent a Demoda V2A 500. Okay. No. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> yep. Fair enough. I have wanted one of those for my entire life. I know that they are just like a nightmare to own, and parts are impossible, and they're expensive, and everything breaks. But yeah. I just I love everything about them for some odd reason.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah. I Agreed. And there's a, a place in Los Angeles that has two of them for sale right now, and I'm
2: over I'm like, under fifty uh, grand a piece.
1: Uh, it, it, if you have to ask, you can't afford it. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have a number, uh, but they're both zero mile examples. So no.
2: that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. It's well, very unfortunate. I, I say it's unfortunate because then like, so it's a pure collector thing. Cause as soon as you put five miles on it, it's like, yeah.
1: uh, well, I mean, if I had the money, I would just, I would yeah, say who cares? I don't right. care and I would just <laughs> buy it and ride it. But right. yeah, it'd probably break within the first five miles anyway. Right. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, speaking of really awesome 80s motorcycles, and this is what I wanted to wrap up on. Th- coming up in what, another 21st, weeker? I think, isn't it? 21st. Yeah. The big annual Meekum auction in Vegas is c- coming up and, uh, they've got some ungodly number of bikes on auction and some of them are really super awesome. Uh, one of them, a 1988 Honda CBR 250 Hurricane. Never realized that a CBR 250 was ever sold as a Hurricane with that brand name. And I think this is the same one that I saw for sale five years ago. I'm super interested in what that goes for. Um, this is just such an oddball. So I'm going to watch that. Uh, there's a bunch of other stuff. So if you're not uh familiar go out to meekum.com you can register with your email and the cool thing is is once you register with an email you can then look at all their past auctions and see what they sold for yeah. it's it's not like they have a password you just type in your email and it's like yep okay you registered and it shows you the selling prices on all their older stuff which is i find very interesting to go back and look at after the fact so we will talk about that next month anything else that you guys want to cover while we're all together
3: uh by the next time we have this i'll have my honda 50 done which i'm pretty excited about it's gonna look like 1994 so <laughs> you you got the 50 Yep. you got the kx 250 yeah you gotta be the next one that i you got
0: work the, on. R, the rmx 250 yeah, you've got your oh goodness RD350 with the custom frame. Yes. that you had the upside down
3: forks on. Yeah, um, is that a- I've got enough? I've got another RZ. Oh, and you got the GT750 and a Titan 500. And I didn't realize you had a Titan 500. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. So I've got a few. <laughs> yeah.
0: So after the 50 comes the KX?
3: Well, hey, I don't know if I told you guys, but I also got a job. <laughs> so more importantly oh, than Congratulations. Else. congratulations. Yeah. Uh, I interviewed for a job on Thursday. And so it was for a nurse residency position, which is basically the only way to get into a hospital without experience um, is through a residency spot. And so I interviewed for it on Wednesday and I got the job on Friday and then graduated, um, on Saturday. So, um, that all kind of came, uh, quickly, but yeah. So I have a job. It starts in February. Um, but yeah. And you're,
2: and you're on the, uh, 11 PM to 7 AM shift.
3: I am on the 7 PM to 7 AM shift. Oof. Yeah. I've done that. It's brutal. Yeah. yeah. So, but three shifts a week. Just no, three isn't
2: too bad. Yeah. yeah.
3: My wife was on the
0: 3 p.m. to midnight shift for about seven years. Yeah. That
3: was uh that was yeah. tough. Well,
0: we were not married at the time. She was single.
3: And... Yeah. Yeah. So the point to that is that now I have more money, not just my <laughs> wife's money, uh, and more time. So that might have seemed this way, but now I have so much more time to work on motorcycles, I'm actually finishing projects, which is uh Wonderful to do. That's so yeah. I got
2: a job, but I have more time.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it takes know, a lot school. less effort, yeah, to do work than it does school. School, I was like, you know, it was literally like um, fifteen credit hours, hours and, and yeah. just nonstop. So work,
1: you can at least leave it. Yeah, you go home. Yeah, yeah. school, at you can't point because
3: yeah. there's that exam in two weeks and like yeah. you don't you know what you don't know, so you just got to study everything and yeah. it just never yeah. ends. So. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm done with that and I can just work and have money and finish some motorcycle projects. So yeah. <laughs> Very good. Uh, yeah. Well, cool guys.
0: Next month we can talk about the results from the Meekam auction and anything we thought was particularly interesting there. I'm busy uh, doing final edits on uh, a revised edition of my dad's latest book. And when I finish with that, I actually may have an evening or two to actually work in my garage and I'll have my seat next time and we can pick it all up from there next
2: month. And in the meantime, Brad, where can they find your work?
1: Oh boy. Um, <laughs> I, I currently do nights at Jalopnik. I also do features for Jalopnik. So go there, check those out. I actually have a few uh, I at the beginning of the year, a week ago, I, I put up the Scout Bobber review so you can go read about how much that hurt. And, uh, you can follow me on social media. I'm on, uh, Instagram at, Oh boy. I just changed it a while ago. And I can't plug in, plug, oh, in plug Hi Brad. In high Brad. <laughs> Yeah. Plug in <laughs> Hi Brad, And, uh, that's H Y B R A D. And, uh, on Twitter at BC Brownell and, uh, I also write for a bunch of other places. So if you have a magazine or a website, reach out and I'd be happy to write for you. For money, of course.
0: You you have to know that the picture on the front of Auto Week that had the picture of the 912 yes. with our headlights is framed yes. on the wall. Oh, fantastic. In our executive offices. <laughs> so every day I walk around. You have around to send the...
1: me a photo of that.
0: Absolutely. Being... Absolutely. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah.
1: Uh, I love those headlights. They, I, literally, I was driving across the pass and some deer jumped out in front of me and I didn't see them until I was through them. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I need new headlights. So, uh, yeah, got some really nice ones on there. They're, they're LED and they're fantastic. Good. People, people give me crap for how they look all the time. And I'm like, dude, I would rather see them. Have them be like period correct or whatever. You know, it doesn't matter. I would rather not die. So yeah, they've they've yeah. probably saved my life uh, a few times. Very cool.
0: Okay, gentlemen. Well, we'll wrap it up. We're we'll be around where we usually are, fifty minutes or so, and uh, we'll do this again in a month. And I got a nasty gram saying that it was really stupid that we only do one a month. And I'm like, you're getting it free.
1: For free, yeah. it's a free show. So. The
0: free product is money back guarantee. If you don't like this, <laughs> you will get your money back, but not the hour you wasted listening to us. So yeah. Okay. So long and and uh thanks. Brad, do you do anything with Universe
1: anymore? Not really. Unfortunately, I, I don't pay. just don't have, yeah, I just don't have the time. I wish that I did. But Glucker did send me an email the other day about uh possibly working with him on other ventures, so uh, yeah, look for that in the future. I love everybody in Universe. I wish I had time to do it. I was doing it when it wasn't my full-time job, and I was able to just spend nights nice and weekends doing it. And now that writing is my full-time job, I have three full-time jobs. So, yeah. <laughs> I no longer have nights and weekends, so.
0: Well. I will tell everyone, go to hernerverse.com where you can go see pictures of all of the bikes and or fiberglass trailers that we talk about, <laughs> and uh we will see you on our Facebook page. Every once in a while, we po- post stuff there that we don't post anywhere else, so uh, friend us on Facebook, and you can see what we put up there, which isn't. A lot, but every once in a while we sneak something in.
1: Oh, I probably ought to mention since you said Facebook. uh, If you're interested in more information on Radwood, uh, there's a Radwood Facebook group, a Radwood Facebook page, and we're on Instagram and Twitter as well at Radwood Official.
0: So check that out. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay. Thanks for joining us, Brad. Thank you for having me. It's, It's been delightful, as always.
0: You are welcome back anytime. Eric and Garrett, as always, thanks you guys for doing this with me every month and taking time out of your schedule. Uh, thank you, listener, for taking time out of your life to listen to us, and we'll see you all next month. So long.